And even if people are just casually being like, this one was tricky for me, but I figured it out. Like that's probably just a good indicator that it's not like a super beginner friendly pattern. Yeah. Like, cause people, quilters are usually pretty generous with saying like, oh, this was great. It was so fun, even if it was really hard. So if it truly was challenging and they say, oh, this was kind of hard or this was a little tricky, like that's code for this was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Amanda. I'm Miranda. And this is Not, Not Your Friends Quilt Show. Gosh, we're really good at that. Yeah. Well, welcome to part two of our beginner series. Today, we have Miranda back with us. So welcome back, Miranda. Thank you for having me. Oh, I missed you so much. <laughs> we talk every day, but I still miss you. I know, but this was like our special thing. And then I totally get it. But at the same time, I was like, this is so much harder when I'm by myself. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I have to rely on my personality. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about picking a pattern. Now that you've hopefully gotten all your supplies to get started, we can start looking at patterns that you want to make. So we have some horror stories <laughs> of what not to do, but also a lot of great things to do to help you pick the right pattern for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I think I picked the absolute worst pattern to do. I mean, not worse, but... I did not pick a very super beginner friendly pattern for my first quilt. And as you should know, if you've listened to our previous episodes, I ended in a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know we talk about that day a lot, but the pattern you picked had like a lot of very small pieces that you had to put together. The pattern I picked had a lot of very large pieces to put together and I still had a meltdown over it. And I also... I did not sew my own things together for like the first several quilts that I made basically at all. So yeah. I was really scared of my sewing machine. I was really scared of everything to do with quilting. I didn't want to cut my fabric because I'd already messed up on that once. And again, if I'm not immediately amazing at it, I just am like, this is not for me, I guess. <laughs> yes, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so just really scared of the sewing machine, scared of cutting, scared of any kind of pattern or having to follow any kind of thing. But mm -hmm. I, is, I think if you just dip your toes in. <laughs> right. Start basic, start small. I think that's the other thing too, is we both were like, well, if we're making quilts, we're going to make them huge. We're tall yeah. people. We want the quilt to cover us and be wrapped around us multiple times. And I think that was a big mistake. So just go basic. Like, that's all I can say is like, even if you're just taking squares and sewing them together as a patchwork, just do that. That's okay. Yeah. I just, Especially if you're coming in like I was and kind of unfamiliar with a sewing machine or just getting started with a sewing machine, mm -hmm. having a super basic project like that, just to get a feel for how the sewing machine works and yeah. to stop being scared of it. I definitely made Beth and Jen sew my first few quilt tops together, like the first quilt that I ever made that is still just a top because again, it's very ugly and I don't like it. <laughs> um, and then I made a baby quilt for my friend. And I say I really loosely, because again, like I think I helped cut and iron some of the stuff, but I, did, I didn't sew any of that. Um, the first quilt I ever made myself was when I was very determined to just like, figure it out. So I had bought a sewing machine, 
I bought a layer cake, which is just 10 inch squares. And I didn't do anything with them. I just sewed them together in squares. Mm -hmm. um, and it turned out like really beautiful. I still think that's one of like the, my favorite quilts that I've made. And I know um, the girls made me a quilt a long time ago when I was complaining about not having a quilt. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the same thing where they just got a layer cake and sewed it together in squares and it's like one that I use all the time and have it all the time so just because it's a simple pattern doesn't mean that it's not a worthy or beautiful quilt exactly well and I think that's the thing too is like there's so many amazing intricate detailed patterns out there but that's not what makes a quilt great like sure those are great quilts but like, it's all about the intention it's all about what it means to you or the person that's getting it as a gift or whatever. I mean, this one that's, I set it in the chair behind me. This is, I made this for my mom for her 50th birthday. And it's literally just different widths of strips sewn together to make squares. So you can see there's a medium size, a, a larger size, and then the skinnier size, and you just mix and match. And that was so basic and so simple. I just used fat eights and like, it's such a gorgeous quilt. And it was so much more basic than the first one I made, which was called Yellow Brick Road. And it's beautiful, but like you can just sew squares together. And it preserves the fabric, which like the prints in the fabric, whereas if you don't want to cut something because it's so beautiful, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just sewing layer cakes together. I'm, I mean, I'm going to do that for a layer cake I have of Tula Pink fabric because I don't want to cut it up. So I'm just going to sew the squares together. Yeah, I definitely still do that for some of the recent baby quilts I've done. I've just done a simple patchwork with squares and it's classic and pretty and it shows off the fabric and there's still so many different like, patterns you can make out of the fabric colors without even having to cut into those squares. Exactly. It's all about how you put it together too. I mean, you can completely change the, the look of something by how you arrange the fabrics. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things you can do. And it just gets you really familiar with working with fabric and working with your sewing machine. And if you have a pattern, even a simple pattern where you're just cutting different sizes of strips and putting them together, it just gets you familiar also with following a pattern and mm -hmm. what you need to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, sticking with something that's within like 60 inches it's like, oh, that's small. But when you're starting and you're trying to figure stuff out, you don't want to have massive widths and lengths of fabric that you're trying to wrangle while you're sewing the rows together. And um, I think that was another tricky part is just learning how to, to wrangle fabric as you're sewing it. And um, so if you kind of stick with that smaller size, lap size, you know, you, you can work up to that. Because man, even still, after all these years, when I have to make something that's bigger than a twin or bigger than a lap size, I'm like, all right, here we go. Because it's just so much fabric. <laughs> yeah. And also just figuring out like what works for you when you're piecing tops together. Because if you have a bigger top, like I've kind of figured out if I can work it into like four quadrants mm -hmm. and then just at the end, you have just four big pieces to sew together. Mm -hmm. I find that easier than like sewing one strip onto a quilt that maybe is already like pretty large. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of start to figure out like how you like to piece your fabrics together and how you like to wrangle your fabric in a way mm -hmm. that just works for you. Yeah, I've, I've been doing that too. I'll like work one half 
get the strips of one half or rows of one half put together, yeah. do the other half, and then I'll just do, you know, seam yeah. in the middle or, you know, yeah, quadrants or whatever, like you're chunking it in different ways to have not have so much of a fight. <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's definitely different ways to do things. And I think if you're looking for patterns, you know, there's some really great ones out there, which we'll link um, in the show notes. And we can remember to put them images in the video for you guys so you can see them. But I have a few that I found that are super simple. There's like fat quarter fancy. So all you need is like a fat quarter bundle, um, which is like an 18 inch by 21 or 22 inch piece of fabric. Um, there's a fast four patch. One is called Lap of Lux, and then uh, one is called Jumbo Rails. So we'll put those up so you can see what those look like. But those are really basic. They have really big pieces. You still do some cutting to, to put some blocks together, but they're way simple. They look really cool when they're done. Um, and again, it's about the arrangement of your fabrics and just how you, how you choose to put them together that can really impact how a quilt looks, even if they are big, simple pieces. And a lot yeah. of times the pattern is actually way easier than it appears. This still happens to me all the time. When I buy a pattern, it looks really intricate and complex. And then when you get the pattern and you're looking at it and you see how they've broken it down into blocks, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. that is like way less complicated than it looks. Or one yeah. that we were looking at recently, that one that Beth just got with the yeah. jelly rolls. It's mm -hmm. just like squares kind of speckled all throughout the top. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of tiny pieces, but the pattern just breaks it down so easily. And it's actually just like strips of fabric that you're sewing together. So yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually looks really simple. She's yeah. like, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, all plug that I have a very beginner friendly pattern on my Etsy shop that uses a layer cake to make a giant heart and it's very cute yeah oh yeah I was gonna link that one too I just <laughs> forgot to put it in my list yeah Miranda has a great one and it's so cool um our friend Jen made it uh with a black background yeah she's like um an Allison glass black floral background mm -hmm and very rainbow and very cute and I made one for my friend that was using the tulip pink I can't remember what it's called it was like her oceany line Zuma Zuma yeah oh yeah that one was so pretty and I used like a bright hot pink background and I made the heart with that tulip pink line and it's like the brightest most colorful thing in the world it's so happy I love it yeah yeah that's a really great one too and it's so easy like you made it really easy to follow so good yeah. for you because pattern writing is not easy it's not and I it, I went I approached it as if the person who's looking at it has never heard of a quilt before <laughs> that's smart I think oh. that's I think that's the way to go because sometimes you read patterns and you're like clearly this person was writing it for themselves and then decided to sell it because nothing makes sense which we're working on a pattern soon and we've been kind of trying to figure it out because it's got a lot of applique in it mm -hmm. that's tricky. <laughs> it's just written so crazily and she even says like disclaimer this was put together in a hurry sorry and it's like okay well the directions are awful <laughs> and if we as experienced like my mom has been sewing for a hundred million years sorry I don't mean to make her sound old but like she's been sewing 
since she was 12 or 10 or whatever. And I've been reading quilting patterns. And if I can read a crochet pattern, I feel like I should be able to read a quilting pattern because crochet patterns are psychotic to read. And this one still doesn't make any sense. We're just like, mm. <laughs> but I think that's something to look for too, is like, if you look into a pattern and it seems like go hashtag it on Instagram, like go look for it elsewhere online because other people will have something to say about it. And if the comments are like, oh, I wish this was better, or there's like more complaints than positive remarks, then probably stay away from that pattern. Like, unless you're feeling really ready for a challenge. Yeah. And even if people are just casually being like, this one was tricky for me, but I figured it out. Like, that's probably just a good indicator that it's not like a super beginner friendly pattern. Yeah. Like, cause people, quilters are usually pretty generous with saying like, oh, this was great. It was so fun, even if it was really hard. So if it truly was challenging and they say, oh, this was kind of hard or this was a little tricky, like that's code for this was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they just don't want to hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> Yeah. Remember when I posted, um, I don't even want to say the pattern or the designer, but I posted a picture of a pattern I did. And I was like, this one is really challenging for me. Like I just was posting on my Instagram cash and like mm -hmm. this one is a challenge for me, but it turned out really beautiful and I love it. And the pattern designer kind of like called me out on it. And she was like, well, it's not challenging if you do this. And I was kind of offended. Right. So. She like scolded you almost for saying yeah. that it was a little tricky and you were like, <laughs> I got offended for you. I was like, excuse me, I will fight you. Like it was hard. Okay. It was hard. <laughs> it was gorgeous. And you were right. It did turn out really beautiful. But like, I do remember you being like, why is everything a different size? Why do yeah. I need templates for every piece of this quilt? Why is this? Why is that? Like just wondering, because it's, especially when you've made so many different types of patterns and you can see where things could have been easier or where things could have been simplified you're like well why didn't they just write it like this but yeah. in this case it's just like a very unique pattern it wasn't just like straight lines on straight lines no. um so it did take a little, little bit of figuring out all this to say my note for this episode was that if you are if you have a pattern and you find it confusing to feel free to reach out to the designer and i stand by that mm -hmm this experience regardless i'm sure if i had reached out to her she would have been happy to answer my questions but anytime you get a, a a pattern like someone designed that they're probably just some lovely quilter somewhere mm -hmm. and if you find it confusing or have questions about it like they're always happy i've asked pattern designers before i've reached out to them and been like hey yeah what what how did you do that yeah like what is this and they're like oh it's yeah. actually this this and this you're like oh cool thanks it helps yeah. them too because if you're pointing out something that is confusing like maybe they can go back and revise it in their pattern mm -hmm. and most of the time they will especially if it's a digital thing they can easily fix that and go oh my gosh i can't believe i missed that and most pattern designers well, i'm saying most um <laughs> they will have testers so if a pattern is confusing to me, that means that they didn't get it tested by other people, other quilters, um, and maybe, or maybe they did. And maybe it was just like one or two of their close friends or something, but like the patterns that I think are really well-written and make sense have been through the ringer with other quilters. I know you and I both have tested several patterns and it's a huge process. Like 
we're constantly taking notes, we're nitpicking everything because we want to make them easier for other quilters. Like we don't want them to have to go through the pain of being like, what does this even mean? <laughs> like how, these two things don't go together or whatever it is. So yeah, I think reading through the entire pattern before you do anything, don't start cutting, don't start doing anything until you've read through the entire pattern front to back, every word, don't skim, just literally read it like it's a novel because you have to wrap your head around it before you can start or you will mess up because I've done it. Every time I skip that step of reading through the pattern and trying to understand it, how things go together and what I'm cutting and why I make a mistake somewhere that is really annoying to have to fix. And it's my own fault, but I think that step of, you know, going through it really carefully is going to be super important too, even if it seems so simple. Yeah. Yeah. If I buy a digital pattern, I will always print it out when I start working on it and even make notes for myself as I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I'll use the example of the time that I cut like a million one inch squares for the town memory <laughs> lane quilt, which I know I've talked about before, but it comes up all the time. And I actually just recently threw away, I had like a gallon bag that was still full of all those squares because I had read the pattern and I just had it on my phone because it's a digital copy of it. So I was just looking at it on my phone mm -hmm. and I was cutting and in my head, I, I somehow, I can't even remember, this is probably an exaggeration, but it was something like cut 14 one inch strips and I was like 140. Okay. <laughs> just yeah. <was> like <laughs> I cut way too many. And then I got to the end and I was like, Oh, like, so that's not like from that point on, I print them out. I make mm -hmm. notes as I'm cutting. I check and double check to make sure that I'm not cutting mm -hmm. twice as many things as I need to be cutting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes too, it depends on the fabrics you buy because they might have you cut strips and then sub cut, which means like, <sighs> this took me a minute to figure out too. Like if a pattern says sub cut, it means you're cutting a strip out of your fabric, but then you're going to cut that strip into smaller pieces. Just throwing it out there. Um, and I was recently working on a pattern that had you cut strips because it was all just solid strips that were sewn together. It was that mountain valley quilt. So mm. beautiful. Yeah. It was so fun to make. Um, but it had you sub cutting. And because I was working with solids, like you can usually get right up to the selvage and the selvages aren't as wide on solid fabrics. And so I was able to actually get like cut less strips and sub cut differently. But again, that takes like practice and knowing. And like, I did it at first with one of the colors and I was like, I don't need to do it like this. And so I like recalculated everything and I saved myself a ton of cutting because of that. But yeah, it's like, if I hadn't read that carefully and like understood what I was doing ahead of time, I would have cut way more stuff than I needed to cut and like had way more weird scrap fabrics left because I was, you know, cutting differently. But yeah, it's like, just be that careful. Quilt math. <laughs> quilt math. It's a thing. And people, are, yes. one of us quilters sometimes for it, but like, it really is a thing. It's a, it's arithmetic, but you still have to do it differently. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times in patterns, they'll have a cutting diagram. So if you're cutting out of fat quarters, it'll show you like a picture of a fat quarter and all the things you need to cut out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it's really a puzzle. And so you have to like really kind of like look at where the straight lines are so you can see mm -hmm. 
the sizes to cut down and it can be tricky. Yeah. Um, which is why pre-cut patterns, like patterns that are built for pre-cut fabrics, like layer cakes and charm packs are so great. And just starting out simple with like half square triangles. I've said this before too, but when I first started, I was like, I'm only doing half square triangles. Mm -hmm. and that's all I'm going to do because I know how to do those and you can make so many different things out of them. And after I made like seven of those, then I was like, maybe I could incorporate <laughs> a new shape. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do something different. <laughs> yeah, I was also making everything out of half square triangles because it was, yeah, again, so simple. You just sew squares together and cut them and sew those back together. And yeah, but yeah it gets kind of like, okay, I think I've done everything you can do with a half square triangle. But it's all really building a foundation because even some of the more complex patterns, like it's going to use half square triangles to make like the little tip of the star or to make the diamond pattern or whatever. Like all of these patterns use those basic patterns in some shape. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's super handy to know how to do and to make, but yeah, it's like, you got to branch out sometime. <laughs> like, no. This is the all. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And I, I am always, especially now I'm really grappling with the amount of quilts that I have in my house because I made so many just mm -hmm. for myself. I mean, I made a lot for other people too. Yeah. But now that I have like 20 quilts in my house, I'm kind of feeling, I'm trying to be very like intentional about the quilts that I make for myself now, because I can't just have like 50 quilts. I mean, I yeah. guess I can, <laughs> like that, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but some of those earlier ones where I was just pumping out like half square triangle quilts yeah for a long time I mean now I have like seven of those and I'm like they're not my favorite just because they are really simple and I did them just because they were easy and they were fast yeah um, and they definitely serve their purpose of like teaching me how to do those things and how to follow a pattern and how to think like a quilter but yeah. now I'm like I I like mm -hmm. spending more time on like the more complicated patterns yeah yeah that's been like really fun recently just like getting more comfortable with branching out and trying new things and I think pattern testing really showed me that I can do that because the Katarina ones they're not like they're not hard by any means there's a lot of smaller pieces but I chose to make bigger sizes because I I was like, well, I'm putting in this effort. Like I want a big quilt and I've saved these fabrics for a thousand years. So I want to make sure I'm, you know, maximizing it, but, but it's definitely a way I've never, I had never quilted before. So it was definitely awesome to push myself out of my comfort zone. But yeah, it's like, I think at first when you're starting, just getting comfortable with those simple things, those basic blocks of, yeah, half square triangles, just sewing squares together. I mean, even if, I don't know, I don't know what another like simple basic block is, but there's like quarter square or yeah, quarter square triangles where you make half square triangles, but then you sew another fabric on top of that in the opposite direction of the seam. And then you cut that. So then you end up with, you know, like you call it an hourglass. An hourglass uh, are you talking about? No, hourglass is two half square triangles together, right. but a quarter square triangle is one half square triangle and a solid. Sure. Anyway, it's how you make um the 
Ohio star block, I think. It's crazy. I mean, it seems hard, but it's really not. I made a bunch for that baby quilt I made. That was yeah. the first time I'd ever made that kind. And then I made like 7,000 sawtooth stars, which I had never made before. And for the Katarina quilt, I just made the Zeluga. There was a million flying geese. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I also made a whole quilt out of flying geese. You did, and it's I don't know if I've mastered them yet. They're tricky, and that's like that's the thing is, even if something is like everybody does this and it's so basic, it's sometimes just like tricky. I don't know. I don't know. I also like hold myself to a really high standards when I was mm -hmm. making the flying geese I was like these are not coming out perfectly and I don't know why but then I'll see like a picture that someone else posted of their flying geese yeah. and I'm like oh yeah they're fine yeah <laughs> we're all doing fine everything is fine <laughs> yeah I was the same way I was like oh my gosh these points aren't perfect there's not enough you know seam allowance it's gonna cut the point off blah, blah, blah. and then I was like seeing other people's I'm like oh it's not just me <laughs> but then I just for some reason was not squaring them up correctly and like leaving enough in the point and all that stuff so then as I kind of made more and more I was like okay now I can I know how to square these up better I know how to line up you know line them up better to make sure that the point shows and even yeah. still I made so many sawtooth stars for that mountain valley quilt and again there were some where the points just didn't end up and I was like it's fine it's fine you'll never notice and yes. can you notice no 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 one ever notices except no. for the person who made the quilt just those of us who made it yeah stared at like oh my gosh <laughs> it's fine but yeah I think trying the basic ones and finding patterns that make sense to you because just having made such a wide range of different types of patterns from so many different designers has given me a really strong appreciation for those designers who take the time to make sure that their patterns make sense mm -hmm. and to make sure that they are user-friendly above all else. And, and it's just, it's worth it. It might look pretty, but if it's not well-written, it doesn't matter that they spent time on the graphics. <laughs> like. So your logo looks great, but your instructions are lame. But like Miranda said too, reaching out to the designer, nine times out of 10, they'll get back to you super quick. And they, cause they want to help you. They want you to make their pattern. They want you to be able to use their work. So, you know. Yeah. Like literally just direct message them on Instagram mm -hmm. and they will be so happy to answer any questions you have. Yeah. Yeah. I, every time I've done it, they answer right away. I mean, again, they're like a big time name in quilting. They still will answer you. Yeah, for real. I couldn't believe that. I mean, I'm talking to Katarina Rochella, right? Like, you, well, I still sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I know her. <laughs> it seems so silly, but but again, it's like quilting is such a cool community that yeah. we want to bring people along. We want people to be able to do this craft. And so, yeah, just reach out. I've had success every time I've done it. So I'm not, I'm not anybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. 
Did you have any other tips? No. I will plug, um, I've done pattern testing for Haley at Spring Daisy Stitchery, who we have talked to on here before, and she has a whole catalog of very cool and unique, but very beginner friendly patterns. Yeah. And I've done a lot of pattern testing for her, so, so you know. I can test for that. <laughs> yeah, and her patterns are so pretty. Yeah, I love a unique pattern, and I also want to take back what, I mean, I don't want to take it back, but I don't want to shit on half square triangles because they can be very cool and I just made a baby quilt like a couple weeks ago for my friend that used half square triangles I made hourglass blocks which is just like Amanda said two half square triangles mm -hmm. and it just turned out very cool it's like very like fractal fractal I don't know how to say that word <laughs> fractal fractal geometric it's yeah. cool it's really cool it turned out so great yeah and I'm thinking of like doing that again for another baby quilt so like knowing how to do those basic things and just kind of being able to riff on your own ideas and patterns can be very fun. So starting yeah. with those basics, building that like basic muscle and understanding how to make all those things just like opens the door to working on more complicated patterns and coming up with your own ideas and being comfortable with all the things. I feel like now I can look at any pattern and feel confident that I can do it, even if it looks hard and that there are a lot of steps yeah <laughs> I feel like you know because I've made so many of those basic patterns I just know that I can figure it out mm -hmm. yeah and I think another good idea too is like if you find a cool pattern that you like um I think I said it before but just literally type it in as a hashtag on Instagram or search the quilt name on Pinterest and other people's will pop up. So if you see something, you're like, I don't know, maybe you don't like the fabrics or maybe you don't like the color setup, but if you look for other people's versions, it might inspire you to like make something, make the same pattern, but you know, you can see different color variations and different mock-ups of it to maybe go, oh, actually I really do like that pattern if I lay out the fabrics this way and so I I've done that so many times because I've seen a pattern and I'm like that's kind of ugly but then when I see it differently I'm like oh actually it's really cute <laughs> and a lot of times just even where you put the different fabrics will change the whole look of the pattern it'll look like two completely different patterns mm -hmm. just because they used the fabrics differently which is very cool yeah um yeah. And we just recently talked about like, we'll see a pattern and think it's not very cute, but it's just because they use like not very cute fabrics. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just looking at all the different possibilities and just like kind of even training your brain to think about those different possibilities when you're looking at patterns, mm -hmm. it's a good muscle to build and good inspiration. Yeah, it really is. I mean, even just like I made my Christmas quilt, I made that X's and O's pattern and then Beth did it and she used a dark background mm -hmm. with the, the fabrics that, you know, she half square triangled with it. And I was like, oh, it just changed the whole quilt. Like it made it look so different. And I was like, but it's the same exact quilt, same size, yeah. same everything. Just, well, not same everything, different fabrics. <laughs> and it was just like a completely different beast. Yeah. And even people like I've seen a pattern come out that will have a background element but then some people make it and they kind of switch and they'll use like the background colors for the mm -hmm. different blocks mm -hmm. and then use a pattern as like the back 
background and it just totally makes it look like a different pattern. There's just so many mm -hmm. possibilities. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you can envision that or even most patterns will have like a, a, like a coloring page so you can envision your own color scheme and sketch it out so you can see what it looks like. I mean, I do that all the time. I make copies of the coloring page and I, I try different color schemes on different blocks and different areas of the quilt just to see what's going to look best. And it really does change the whole thing. So I think that the, the willingness to not be rigid with how a pattern is, you know, as is, it doesn't have to be that way. You can invent it however you want, <laughs> which is the color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's like the best part about quilting is that there's so many options and so many different things you can do. And not everything is going to be the exact same. And it's, that's what makes it so beautiful. So like we said, read through it really carefully, take notes. If it's a digital thing, print it out. Even if it's just in black and white, it doesn't matter. Like you having the written information in front of you so you can write on it and you can, I mean, I use highlighters. I check things off as I'm going so I don't double cut or miss cutting something. Um, and labeling everything, you know, it's, it's important. <laughs> I was just gonna say labeling just even like with sticky notes as you're cutting, especially if it's one that has like slightly different sizes mm -hmm. um, and just keeping count of things. So mm -hmm. you don't cut a hundred more strips than you need to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like you said, like sometimes you'll be cutting and realize that you've already cut enough, even though the pattern asks you to do more just because your fabric was like a skosh wider for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so that can be handy. Yeah keep track of those things so you know mm -hmm. where you're at. Yeah. And that was the same thing with the last pattern I tested. There was the background fabrics. Again, I was, I was able to get more out of the fabric and, but, and I said something, I was like, oh, I, I didn't need two of the strips I cut. I just wanted to mention that. And some of the people were like, well, that's because it's based on this. And, and then I got you know, officially told by Katerina herself, which I was kind of figuring, but you know, they make it based on 41 or 42 inch wide fabric with the fabric and not 44. So because I was able to get a full 44 inches with the fabric on the background that I was using, I could cut more mm -hmm. out of each strip than if somebody had 40 or 41 inch wide fabric. Mm -hmm. So, and and we were, we were just talking about this too. I mean, uh, we could go on forever, but yeah, just reading through the pattern and picking something that, that you like, but also has simplicity to it for your first one and sticking to smaller sizes. Like don't go making a king size quilt for your first quilt because you'll hate yourself <laughs> and you'll hate quilting for a while because I sure yeah. did, but I think those are pretty much the, the hot tips on picking a pattern is just looking for something that's going to give you what you want, but also be a simple approach to learning the craft. Yep. It's a lot and, of straight lines, but. <laughs> yep. 
support the pattern designer and buy the pattern. I think when we first started quilting, we were like, we can figure this out just by looking at a picture of it. But mm -hmm. I've really been like, you know what? It's $6. I'm going to buy it so I can support this pattern designer. So yeah, buy the pattern, support the designer, ask them questions if you have them and they'll be super happy to help. Exactly. And try to buy directly from them. I think there can be different avenues. Like I've seen some patterns that it's like, oh, it's on Amazon and I'm sure it's through themselves, but if they have a website, like go mm -hmm. to their website, buy it directly from the website because there's probably less fees taken out. And, you know, if you're going to, you know, some of them can be like up to $15, but even still that's someone's time and, and knowledge and expertise that you're paying for. And, and it's worth every penny to me. So, yeah. It's always worth it because even when I thought that I could figure it out, I bought the pattern and been like, oh, I would have done this in a really stupid way. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, oh, wait, that would have been way harder my way. Yeah. But again, that's why it's good to buy the pattern because they've tested it out. They've tried it. They've worked through the problems, hopefully. And if they haven't worked through everything and you catch something, then great. Tell them mm -hmm. like, and that's how we support each other in this community too, is just being there for each other. and and being willing to learn as along the way. Cause I think if you think you know better than anybody else, well, you're wrong. And <laughs> there's always a better way to do something, but also it might not be the best way, like, or the right way to do it. So listen yeah. to the pattern designers, <laughs> follow the pattern closely, read it carefully. I think too, with buying fabric, it's like, oh, I can get it with buying less. Don't buy less. They build in extra on purpose. So that when you do mess up, and I mean, when you do mess <laughs> up, you will have some extra to make up for those mistakes. Because mm -hmm. I've done it all. Yeah. And I was going to say earlier, when you said you were able to get more out of your fabric because the salvage was small, I had the opposite experience recently where I was supposed to get like seven pieces out of one strip, but I could only get six. I couldn't get that one last piece because the selvage on the fabric was so wide. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, Ruby star who I love so much, but they have been making very wide selvages recently. So you lose a good two inches mm -hmm. of the fabric. So if a pattern is like taking those two inches into account, like you might have to cut extra, but designers always build in a little bit of extra so you can make a mistake or you can cut an extra piece, Yeah, um, which we love, but we love that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Cause and then it's nice because you've got scraps and you could put something else cute and little together. I mean, mm. we've straight up taken scraps from a quilt and turned around and made a baby quilt from it because there was just enough that we could yeah. make a bunch of half square triangles, piece them together and voila, you now have a gift for someone else. Like, yeah. Or a matching pillow or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've done that too. I made a cat bed out of my remaining uh half square triangles from my herringbone quilt I made out of the Amy Butler yeah um soulmates fabrics what's that yeah it's a soulmates one but yeah it's uh it's there for a reason it's there to save your ass when you <laughs> mess up and cut something too short and then you need to make up for that and <laughs> we've all done it we've had to sew like half an inch of fabric onto a square because we cut the instead of cutting a square we cut a rectangle yeah it happens even to advanced quilters yeah it's fine 
So trust the pattern. And if you can't trust the pattern because it's not working out, contact the designer. Look for something simple. If you're just like, I'm just going to sew squares together, then you don't need a pattern. You can just lay them out however you want. And just that practice of putting the pieces together, ironing the seams, putting the rows together, it all builds your skills. And having those skills is so, so important. The comfort with your sewing machine, the comfort with how to use your, your quilting tools, like it all builds over time and makes the harder stuff a little easier when you've got those skills, like you could sew that in your sleep. Great, now move on to something harder. Yeah. Because then it won't be so scary. <laughs> it's, you know, just takes time, but we're here for you. <laughs> we're, uh, we were beginners too. That's why we're doing this. So we can help you make it less scary. <laughs> We want more people to join our community. We want more millennials. We want more <laughs> Gen Z even. Get them in here. Let's do this. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun. So get your pattern picked out. Decide what you're going to do. Because next time we're going to talk about picking fabrics and what to look for and how to best decide what you're going to do so that you can start working up towards your first quilt so you don't make an ugly quilt that you hate and that you hide in your closet yeah I still want to finish that thing for you I have a long garment for you yeah. I'll put terry cloth on the back <laughs> I'll use that as a beach towel <laughs> I mean you could we have so much terry cloth here that came I'm in our that that nude colored eyelash minky on the back that we so fondly call blonde pubes <laughs> we have so much of it I don't know what the heck it's rude to call it that but you know I don't know what to do with that yeah we'll put that on the back we'll long arm it you can beautiful it'll be it can funny. be an outdoor quilt <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fine all right well thanks for joining us if you haven't watched the uh, supplies episode, that's the one before this. So go watch that. Look at what you need to get started quilting. Pick a pattern or decide what you want to make. Get that all sorted out. Read through it really well. And then we'll talk about fabric next time. Okay? Okay. <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.